coming up on the Naughtiest Naughty. La 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 la. One word chorus and the whole world loses their shit and it's number one everywhere. Liam Blue's Big Todge couldn't dislodge Big Rog. Oh, I'm so clever. And for Scott, Lee, Simon, Duncan, and Anthony, were no match for Christina, Kim, Maya, and Alicia. Welcome to the Naughtiest Naughty. This is the podcast where myself and Scott are diametrically opposed in terms of age and the the place where we grew up. But here we are, all these years later, united by music to try and find the best pop song of the Naughties decade. Oh, it's so exciting. We're in 2001. We're going in chronological order. We're picking winners each week and the winner stays on. So currently, I've got Roger Sanchez and... uh, Scott, today's the day that Kylie and Can't Get You Out of My Head presents arguably what what I've been building up as the biggest challenge to Lady Marmalade yet. How are you feeling? Do you feel ready to make decisions? Do you feel... Just what's what's going through your mind? Do you know what? Whenever I started doing prep and we went through this week's track list and Kylie uh, is way down the list because she's kind of like the second week of the list that we've got. Yes. And before that, yeah. there was something that got hairs standing up on my body before that. Mm. So um, there was a bigger challenge than what I thought there was going to be. And plus, I hadn't even realized coming up to it that Kylie was this week. And it wasn't until you sent me Blue Monday yes. and said, uh, oh, my God, this exists. I was like, is this week the week? Yeah. And I was then a bit okay, this is the week where we think there could be some competition for series winners, just based on historical hype and like fishing forward on spreadsheets and stuff. But But that's the thing, I've been kind of nudging you and pressing you about it. But we we haven't really we haven't really listened to the song or done any prep for the song. We've just no, been kind of thinking that that that'll be a significant song at some point. Yeah. I mean, we 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 both had the conversation this week of kind of like, is it is it as good as we remember? Like, you know, have we just been making it all up? Is it actually that good? Yeah. And I guess we'll find out when we get to it later on. Maybe we'd just be making it all up. Who knows? I never thought at this point. You know, when we started the podcast, I didn't think I'd be sitting in a Lady Marmalade camp, Mm. but the whole thing is about being open-minded. And we know from the minute we open our gob, something that we love and can be a winner can just not be. (laughs) Yeah, oh, completely. Massively, yeah. Uh, So we'll find out very, very soon. Last week, Scott, you you, you told us of your uh, your injuries, your ailments, and... um, how is your neck and your back? Do you know what? It was doing well up until last Thursday. And then on Friday, I did one of my radio shows from a radio studio on Facebook Live, as I do. And um, I raved using my right arm this time. <laughs> and actually, I've pulled the other side. Oh. So every single night, like every evening, it gets worse. And every night in my sleep, uh, I really struggle to move around in the bed. So it hasn't actually got better, which is really... Mm. Un- it, don't get me wrong. It's not as not as like incapacitating as what it was the first time but it's still really sore and I don't think that like a massage or anything is the solution mm. and uh, paracetamol and ibuprofen aren't doing enough and I'm not I'm not a kind of a, a dean kind of a guy I'm not going on a codeine or a, mm. anything like that you know what I mean you're just a broken man I'm old now yeah. I do start I'm starting to feel old and it's from lack of exercise being locked down in my house I think if I'm honest well can I try and make you feel better somehow I mean this is this is all you're doing to be fair because you presented me with this last week I don't know if you realise what you said last week when you were telling me about your injuries but you did give me enough ammunition to make this my neck my back lick my pussy and my crack my neck my back lick my pussy and my crack you sir are a filthy man <laughs> and I have to confirm you know what kind of love it kind of love it I knew you would I, I hoped you obviously would. that's what you hear yeah, 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 yeah. You weren't around when that track was out, were you? You've probably not had an actual clubbing experience to that, have you? No, no, I don't like think a, so. Or a bar. Yeah, I've had nightclub experiences to that one. Hopefully there's still time for that to happen yet and we can go back to <laughs> listen to any song in any nightclub anywhere ever. Um, anyway. Maybe we should do a naughtiest naughty club night in future. I would Somewhere love halfway that. Somewhere halfway down the country, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's that, that, I've, lit- I've literally had dreams about that. 
Gonna say a thank you to Alison Usher, who, with the help of her Charles and husband Stephen, helped us recall the plot of the film Help I'm a Fish, which has been mentioned a fair bit in recent weeks. Um, loving this rendition of the song. I'm a little yellow fish in a deep blue sea. Could somebody help me? I used to bop to that song. So thank you so much to that. Love having your voice notes, and actually, we want your thoughts each and every week. And we did get some thoughts off you last week as well. So Matt from Pick a Disc has sent us this on Uncle Crackers. Follow me the school coach was late and i remember a friend's older sister who was in sixth form i was in year 11 talking about something that had happened in america getting home i turned on the music channels and it was one of the mtv channels and it was during follow me that a ticker tape graphic mentioned an incident in new york and i then changed to the sky news channel uh, and that song now is forever associated with 9-11 for me yeah oh wow mm. that's um it goes to show ticker tapes popping up on music channels. Yeah, the significance yeah. of nine eleven. Ah, big deal. I wonder if "Follow Me" is one of the the, the more toned down tracks we heard more of because of the incident. Because it's a chill yeah. track. It's quite you know yeah. somber. You certainly would. You'd hear less of your big dance numbers and more stuff like that, wouldn't you? Really, when these incidents happen. Yeah. So if you don't know about radio stations, what you'll not be aware of is that all radio stations have got things ready in backup for something like that and if a member of the royal family dies or there's some sort of like high level assassination although i'm not convinced that everybody would be going into that procedure based on any current assassinations mm. but there are playlists and there are songs and there's there's pots of things ready to go at any point um, a bit like whenever we lost princess diana um, and that can be for a prolonged period of time and all media will change but yeah this one might have been something that was relevant to the uk at the time because like it was very chill and it wasn't necessarily inappropriate like some of the other songs that we had like bob the builder yeah quite um elsewhere thanks to naomi mckiver she says she loves a bit of blue and uncle cracker yeah. pure nostalgia lovely <laughs> and uh, megan scott says her episode winner right now will be starlight boo superman lovers but she says could tell you right now that four-year-old me would not have said the same thing at the same time <laughs> would that be because of bob the builder by any chance or was it just four-year-old megan being quite curious about what blue were talking about is poke in the northeast of england code <laughs> for the cone you get when you get an ice cream from an ice cream truck is that over here no a poke no is that no maybe, is, oh that might be belfast that may be belfast so like a little poke in belfast is the cone that you get when you get an ice cream like a mr whippy or something Aye. so that has different meanings to different people in different places it does sound like one of, one of your things one of my one of my a little poke coming through it's a wafer <laughs> steve from player pods right says that his winner last week was 100 percent starlight even with scary bum hole <laughs> I potato people. There is no denying that song. Uh, but he says 192000 is still his series winner. Ooh. Class. And Obi Moo has said, I'm with Starlight, but this is a dark time in the charts for me. The last few shows have been more about which OK track wins rather than which track I love the most. Oh. On the upside, one more average week will give Faithless nine weeks on top. My joint longest run with Delirium. Ooh, Ooh we've had a good week this week. Well, we do have a good week this week. We, we think so, but I thought so many of the recent ones have been great as well. But Obi Moo doesn't agree. It's, isn't it funny how different we can all be? Mm. Anyway, let's find out if Faithless stays on for another week for Obi Moo, or if indeed something comes along to you that knocks it off. As the world continues to come to terms with the events of September the 11th, the likes of Samantha Mumba, Alien Ant Farm, and Victoria Beckham will provide welcome distractions. Plus, an entrance classic is souped up. Star Sailor hit the drink, and Chemical Brothers transport us to Africa with a K, 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 K. <laughs> and after losing out to Spiller in 2000, Victoria Beckham finds herself embroiled in another child battle spoiler alert it's with kylie and she loses quite badly <laughs> so much to pack in today but before any of that something we probably don't mention enough on the podcast we've got spotify and youtube playlists where you can check these songs out beforehand uh, i recommend doing so so you can be across what we're talking about and you can have your own opinions based on what we're saying etc um september the 16th where we start this week uh, of course 9-11 still very much in everyone's minds. There was a benefit concert took place called America, a tribute to heroes. You had the likes of U2, Faith Hill, Mariah Carey, Fred Durst, Enrique Iglesias performing. That's just some of the artists that we've spoken about so far. There was so many more, and it was just the first of many benefit concerts that took place to commemorate the people who had you know, given lives and helped people in 9-11. Um, in the pop charts, this one didn't quite make the top 10. It was number 12. Do you remember a group called All Stars? Ah. Uh. 
You can easily get them confused with 18s, but they're not their all-stars. Is all-stars the one that Darren from Hollyoaks was in? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, I do uh-huh. remember them then, yeah. Uh-huh. They had a track called Things That Go Bump in the Night, which sounds like this. Oh my god, I remember that. It's a tune. <laughs> it's a big tune, and it's a shame that it made number twelve. I think it would, I think it would have been a top ten if it lost two words from the title. It didn't need to be called "Things That Go Bump in the Night." You could have called it "Bump in the Night," and that'd be enough. Okay. Yeah. And there's also a bit of like innuendo there, isn't it? Kind of like "Bump in the mm-hmm. Night." Ooh, what could that be? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's like a Halloweeny sort of spooky kind of sounding Scooby Doo song that uh, I like very much. And I've got a bit of a soft spot for the All Stars because they had their own TV show, like S Club did. It was nowhere near as high budget as S Club's, you know, Miami 7 or Hollywood 7 and stuff. It was just, you know, a bit bit dingy. But um, they do have a top 10 single that will cover in the year uh, 2002, I think. Uh, here in the Northeast, the Millennium Bridge opened in Gateshead. Ooh, Big that. deal. Yeah. Couldn't imagine the, um, you know, the, the, the River Tyne without it. Although, you know, for many years, it wasn't there. And um, significantly in my world, as a kids TV fanatic, Live and Kicking ended last week oh. after eight years. And the Saturday show launched on BBC One. It was designed to, like, be an, a, a competitor for SMTV Live. Oh, no, no, Didn't get no, off no. to a brilliant start. It got less than half of SMTV's audience. So it's not not brilliant, and, and you can you can watch bits of it on YouTube as well, and it's pretty creaky. Oh, no. You can tell they've tried to do something different with it. They've tried to like make it all innovative and more edgy and adult, and it's just crap. And it never really got any better than that, actually. To be fair, I think one we we've learned in a very short space of time, you just don't challenge Ant and Dec. No, nah. But little did they know on BBC that Ant and Dec would leave SMTV in just two months' time, mm-hmm. and the market would open up again. Suddenly, it was a competition again because SMTV slid off the ratings. The BBC, BBC kind of picked up a bit kind of when Dick and Dom came along that's when things really kind of got more interesting but yeah the day Ant and Dec left SMTV is the day Saturday morning TV kind of died mm. it's a shame to see anyway singles wise the CBBC cartoon construction worker was knocked off the top spot by a human but not a great deal more credible this is DJ Ertzi and hey baby you can't say it and not sing it can you? was the lead single from the debut solo album Love, Peace and Volgas <laughs> and uh, yeah it was originally a track by Bruce Channel um, called Hey Baby listen to this and that got to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> for three weeks back in 1962 yeah. so this one as a massive anthem. Do you know that from anywhere else, Liam? How old are you and what's your film knowledge like for a film geek? No, it doesn't doesn't spring to mind, no. So the the reason that the, the Bruce Channel one's pretty famous was because it was from a very significant scene within Dirty Dancing. Oh, I haven't seen it. So there's a bit in Dirty Dancing. Have you ever seen Dirty Dancing, actually? No, I haven't seen it, no. Wow. That's... I, I kind of expected that to be in your... Um, your back catalogue somewhere, you know, as a film buff. No, no. So you've got a bit where Johnny Castle, who is the dancer, Patrick Swayze, you know what I mean, is with Baby, um, who has to take over from somebody to do like these end of season dances at this um, holiday resort. And she has to learn all of these dance routines in a very short space of time. But there's this very significant lift, which you must know about in yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to teach it to her, he brings her to this like little creek where there's a tree falling across the river and they have to dance on the tree that's fallen and it's very skinny but it's to teach her about balance so that whenever he tries to lift her she learns to be able to stay in position so that he doesn't like drop her backwards onto her front teeth or something like that mm. but that song by Bruce Channel is a very famous part. And when I was a little kid, my mum used to shout, the toe-toes bits in, because they've got bare feet. And I used to come running in to see them dancing in their bare feet on a, on a tree across a little creek. So I sound adorable as a child sometimes. So I think yeah. yeah. 
the Bruce Channel track was quite a big deal because it inspired the Beatles so many times over in their career. Oh, like, wow. you know, Bruce Channel is kind of forgotten he's a one-hit wonder, mm-hmm. but the Beatles have taken so much of his music and they've inspired their own bits and pieces. DJ Ertzies, and this is this is the guy who's made this track, he's a bit of a chart phenomenon. It started in the top 194 on the 29th of July, then it climbed slowly and slowly and slowly from 77 to 70 to 55 <laughs> to 41, then back down to 46. Seven, then 45 and then on the 16th of September suddenly it just jumped to number one now I don't know if that's because everyone was really sad about 9-11 and just thought we better buy some mad pop music and get it number one or, or something else but then once he, st- he he was here for a week at number one then he dropped off again out of number one but he stayed in the top 10 until the 25th of November always just hovering around and then when he finally dropped out of the top 10 do what did he the follow-up <laughs> jumped in the number in the top 10 so DJ is a complete chart you know we haven't seen anybody like this we haven't seen anybody who has this pattern of of charting um he had the fifth biggest song of the year and um yeah it's just it's a it's a, it's a big big deal i knew this of course as a kid because it's all kid music is it's just kind of like big noises and bright and you know bouncy and cheesy yeah kids discos the whole thing as a newcastle fan it's also here shira i want to know how you scored that goal etc it's a bit irresistible it's also quite nostalgic it does make me want to blend my own head it does have that impact doesn't it now all of these years on yeah i think it does sound like it was designed for stadiums and for chance i'm oh, a bit devastated yeah. well actually am i devastated or am i really pleased because of the cheesiness of it I miss the harmonica from the Bruce Channel one, mm. um, but actually maybe that's exactly what it didn't need. Yeah. But it's built for stadiums. I love the fun element of it. Really like the novelty element of it. And it actually brings me back to really good memories, to be fair, because mm. I screamed to this a lot. Yeah. Like we, this was on an every bar or dance floor, not when we went clubbing, <laughs> but you know, any kind of local disco or anything like that, this was, this was on. And it just reminds me of my mate Trev, who always got smashed and just started chants around it. <laughs> Although his his country roads chants were always way more significant, way more impactful. But there was the Trevor factor to this. Guitar in it, I think it's actually really calibre guitar. I yeah. love the guitar. I don't like the synth as much. I think no. the synth sounds cheap and thin. The trumpet sounds shit as well. Yeah, it does. And I think it is, you know, it is very much all novelty. And I think, you know, yeah, it has that stadium anthemic vibe in many respects but let's let's take a listen again to the darts planet funk chase the sun <laughs> and it's not a patch no 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 planet no. funk planet funk is so credible in every way in comparison um so I love that it exists yeah. because I've got memories to it. Is it a episode winner? No, no. Not even close for me. So before we started recording this, you said that you had tingles and chills for a song. Is it this one by any chance? Entrance. Why'd you? I, I, I just, I've got you pegged. I've got you pegged, man. You uh, this okay. is the Rob Seal remix of Entrance, and the track is Set You Free. Tingles came from Samantha Mumma's baby coming over tonight. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Nope. <laughs> oh, it was this one. <laughs> Not bad. Got ya. Uh, so Entrance are Kevin O'Toole and Dale Longworth, and they met at Oldham College studying sound engineering, and they have had some great vocalists on their tracks across the years. And this one, so this was successful after its third release in 1995. It had had like a white label club release. It then got like a chart release in I think 94. Yeah. And then they brought it back out again. And this, in its original back in 1995, got to number two. Yeah. Kept off by Celine Dion, Think Twice. Was that a banger? Maybe Maybe in my old school age, I'm liking Celine. Mm. But yeah, so this was brought back by Rob Searle. Liam, you slated Rob Searle's Frankie Goes to Hollywood, The Power of Love. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one then? Yeah, I mean, look, I, d- I didn't like that particularly, but we did say at the time that maybe it's because I wasn't hearing it loud enough, I wasn't hearing it out 
you know, my, my experience of listening to it was in my cupboards. It, you know, it's, it's not really the atmosphere you need for a track like that. So I didn't love it. I do get, I do get this more than that. I've listened to it quite a few times across the week when I've been out and about, like, you know, just walking walking around and going to shops and stuff. I would never choose it over the original, which I think is one of my favourite dance tracks of all time. I love the atmosphere of the original. And I think this track doesn't have that same atmosphere. It has a different atmosphere, not the same atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I don't begrudge it as much as I begrudge Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Ooh. This, for me, is fine. I would never choose it over the 94 version, though. Interesting. Uh, Rob Searle actually did some remixes of Kylie as well. Oh, really? And the remixes he's done of Kylie stuff was a bit closer to the Frankie Goes to Hollywood vibe. I've got this down as an intro juice because the minute I hear it, it just gets me. Mm. And I, I was whenever I started listening to it again, it's like, oh, God, yeah, do you remember this? Because I rarely play this version on my dance shows because most requests that come through are for the 95 version. Yeah. And I remember thinking, how, how on earth can you start that big? And then make this progress. And then I got lost into it. Like it actually made the hairs on my body stand up. It got me pumping from the start and it just got bigger and better. And actually there's a bit like where it kind of drops where she goes, set you free. And it goes, dun, 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 dun. And Mm. the, the synth drops. I love that. And I remember just losing it to that because it was so good when I was like 17 years old to have this like anthem back with a new sound and just being able to kind of go for it. Yeah. uh, And just loved it. Lyrically, I've never really zoomed in on the lyrics of Set You Free. No. Quite romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Nice. What is it? When we, I haven't written anything down. When we, when I hold you baby. Yeah. So there's lots of really nice stuff in that one. Feel your heartbeat close to me. Yeah, it is quite, it's quite nice. Yeah. Want to stay in your arms forever. Only love will set you free. Yeah, that's really love. Yeah, it's quite nice. Well, I quite like it. it, Well, it's inspired by a night at the Hacienda in Manchester in 89. So there is that sort of, there's a loving feeling, but there's also kind of like a, let's face it, like a pilled up feeling in there as well. (laughs) But that's kind of, the the love all comes gushing out when you're under the influence, don't you? Well, that's it. So um, I remember loving the original because there was somebody hanging out of a sunroof and I think at the time you know when I was a kid we had a Vauxhall Cavalier and it had a sunroof and we were never allowed to hang out of the sunroof because obviously it was so so dangerous Yeah. but um, I remember watching Set You Free the music video and it made it made England look so glamorous to me because they were on motorways and I'd never seen a motorway and in Northern Ireland we've got more dual carriageways now mm. but when I was a kid there was a bit of motorway to get you into Belfast and it was actually two dual carriages joined each other so it just went from like two lanes to really to six lanes and it started to get really confusing but and in Northern Ireland loads of people just will never drive in Belfast because they're not used to that sort of driving Mm. but the limo and people hanging out of sunroofs and all of that and petrol stations on the side of motorways and they just got really lucky so they were recording the video for it around North Yorkshire and County Durham and they were driving around in York and it just happened to be near Guy Fawkes night yeah. so there was a massive fireworks display in York and they managed to get out of the limo and film Kelly Lorena singing Set You Free with all of these fireworks behind her <laughs> and like they just got so so lucky but the way Kelly Lorena dances and stuff in this this is like when I talk about people raving in the 90s she shows you subtleties and the kind of maybe the more legal side of these raves and stuff from the 90s and I love the fact that that translated into the trance version that we've had from Rob Searle here too but yeah. yeah, I love this this completely lit me up and if you don't this is one of these things where like I want people to feel it and hear it if you don't know trance music and it'd be really obvious to go like somewhere like above and beyond yeah uh, you know and I want you to kind of go to this era of stuff and, and hear things that like Rob Searle have done and Paul Oakenfold and all of that kind of crack yeah so something absolutely enormous I neglected to mention last week in our 9-11 chat. It meant that Kat Dealey got stranded in America. Ooh. She couldn't do SMTV Live. So they called off the subs bench, Samantha Mumba, to host SMTV Live and CD UK with Ant and Deck. I sent you the link. We, 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 we've both seen a bit of it. She, she did okay generally. She did say the word cock <laughs> when trying to say .co.uk. She did say the word cock. Um, but she was promoting her single. This is Samantha Mumba, Baby Come On Over. And the version that we're talking about is a single version which has the subtitle This Is Our Night. So 
she was promoting a single called Baby Come On Over and she said the word cock, yeah? Yes. Right, let's just get... Okay, that's him. This is Samantha's fourth <laughs> UK release and off the album Gotta Tell You and it's a follow-up to Always Come Back to Your Love which yeah. we've covered as well. Love that. And it's pretty much a song about... Well, it's a song that makes it more acceptable for women to make the first move. Yeah. Have you watched Have you watched any Bridgerton? No, everyone's bloody banging on about it. It's one of them Netflix things I'll never get around to watching. No matter, how, no matter how, how much anybody tells me to, I'll never I'll never watch it. Right. What's really good about Bridgerton is what it does is it highlights, and it, it's, I don't know if this was like on the agenda, but it really shows you the difference between, well, it shows you the way that ladies were allowed to approach men and it really just like mainstreams it back in those eras. And it kind of shows you how far we have come but actually I, I was then listening to Samantha Mumba baby come on over remember actually yeah if a woman came on to you in 2000 like even if somebody had come over if a girl had to come over to me in my discos and tried it on with me in the 90s I'd have been scared mm. because the perception was girls don't do that and if they did do that there was a negative connotation and I love that Samantha's now in this gang of people in the early noughties who are you know what you crack on to him. Yeah. Go get yours. You can make the first move. It's acceptable. Because <laughs> it wasn't seen as acceptable. They were shunned and they were picked on yeah. if they cracked on with boys. And they were like, they were slut shamed and all sorts for absolutely no reason. So, lyrically, it's interesting. But I'm going to say some big words here okay. for Samantha Mumba. Right. This is the most Tony Braxton she's ever been vocally to this point. I <laughs> died. I, oh, I wish I'd thought that myself now. Yeah, that's actually, that's really, that's a that's, that's astute, that's a very astute observation. Yeah, I, I went for the more obvious Janet Jackson, yeah. based on more, what's what's the clumps one she did? <laughs> um, what was that again? I don't remember. Uh, do, doesn't doesn't really matter what it was called. It reminded me of those sort of vibes, yeah. I, I, Tony Braxton's a really good observation, actually, yeah. It might have been the video that got me with the... Yeah. Janet thing because the the CGI okay yeah very neat early noughties late nineties kind of video I mean this... very stereotypically cheesy fish yeah. islands all that kind of box room stuff yeah, yeah 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 I've got she wasn't man enough for me by Tony Braxton. Remember that one we covered yeah, off in 2000. That's, that's actually that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, I think, and I know we've said that sometimes lower registers can be a bit controversial for you, but I think this one she is pulling off major, major American vibes in this one, and we've got R and B and salsa all rolled in. Yeah, this might be the best lower register I've heard from her. This is the one where I, I was kind of like, oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? This this is really interesting. I like this one quite a lot. I remember this one more than most Samantha Mumba tracks. I oh, feel wow. like this is uh, that that's the case more and more now with these kind of big pop songs. Like, I I do know them because I was aware of them and I can remember stuff. Yeah. This one compared to the original one that she brought out first, this one goes a bit bonkers. It's got a, a dance breakdown that wasn't in the original, and it's also got a subtle slip into cool in the gang ladies' night. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it works it works way more than it should do uh, and I, I, it totally caught me off All right. off guard I, whenever I started watching the video again I was like oh I remember this video but then actually my brain went do you know what this just looks like so much other stuff yeah. why does this look familiar and then uh, and I don't usually go into video producers I usually go into like the song producers uh, but it was produced by Joseph Kahn which yes. then when you look at his discography or videography it makes complete sense because mm-hmm. he did say my name destiny's child he did thong song he did gravel pit by the wu-tang clan he did larger than life and you know if you listen to this podcast week in week out you probably don't see the music videos that we talk about and we just describe some basic elements of them but they all have a, a very big theme of color yeah um, and we yeah. do have those fisheye views that you've said too so the fact she's working with the big boys here just goes to show you yeah. like mm-hmm. how big things were, were getting for Samantha Mumba at this point. And it's really easy to have like a really good track like this, but actually something like Gotta Tell You could be your biggest mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? When I think this this could be her strongest track, not her best performer, but a big track from Samantha. Yeah, I agree. Big fan. Right, let's start a new week. It's the 23rd of September 2001. Pop music fans will know that day off by heart because of what's about to happen. Number 13 this week, not quite in the top 10, from Ian Brown and the amazing track F-E-A-R. For each your own, for every man a religion, find everybody and lose. Everything and all more 
It's a great song. Love it so much. Ian Brown's cultural stock plummeted in 2020 because he's basically a, you know, he continues to preach you've got the fear, but more in the way of, you know, the lamestream media and the pandemic's a hoax and it's all via Twitter. So, um, you know, RIP Ian Brown's credibility. That track will always be fantastic. And now for a song written by the frequent Britney and S Club 7 collaborator Kathy Dennis and this man. That's Rob Davis from the 70s glam band Mud. Wow. And uh, during, I know, during a collaborative writing workshop, they would go on to write one of the biggest songs of the decade, slash maybe ever. It's finally here. Kylie Minogue and Can't Get You Out of My Head. This was the lead single from Kylie's eighth album, Fever. Yeah. I think statistically, Kylie's biggest track to date. Yeah. And the one that actually made her break the US of A. Yeah. Who'd have thought that? Yeah. And there's Kylie Jenner saying she wants to be called Kylie. Bullshit. Because Kylie never broke the US. There we yeah. go. This got... <laughs> This got to number one in every European country, <laughs> except Finland. Like, what was going on in Finland that week that meant that Kylie didn't get to number one with this track? Yeah. I'm intrigued. And she topped 40 countries overall with this track. So this track was originally offered out to Sophie Ellis Bexter, <laughs> which would have been interesting. I can't imagine her doing it quite the same way, nor could I imagine S Club 7 doing it the same way. No. Because they were also offered it and turned it down. Kylie got it, she was in 20 seconds, heard it and thought, yeah, I'm doing this. And uh, it all came together. I watched a video of Kylie talking about the look of the video. She, she there's, a, there's a video, I think it was Vogue, and she goes through like all of the looks from her career and talks about them and kind of gives a bit of background. And she says that when they were, you know, when they were making this video, they were around the monitor watching the playback and they were just like this is they, they knew immediately this is going to be a big hit as you say there number one in 40 countries it, it, it really 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 was let's get into it then I'm going to I'm going to go off with an opening gambit okay it's the most iconic song we've done so far I think it's the ultimate earworm for obvious reasons and I think culturally it's the most significant thing of the entire decade potentially Ooh, they are big words I've got it down as an intro juice yes. because the bum, minute bum, it starts bum, 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 bum. yeah the bass line so it, it shouldn't be that pumping because it's so chill but the way that the bass line works makes it pumping yeah. immediately and yeah. it's just a complete intro juice it doesn't follow traditional structure no for an average song which is for me golden because that's exactly what the Spice Girls did with Wannabe you know the way Wannabe starts the way pre-choruses and then choruses to start with is so messed up that actually you're so used to Wannabe now, you don't realise that Wannabe was that kind of similar approach. But the structure of it is amazing. Huge bass line. Yeah. Every every part of it's a hook. It doesn't just have one hook. It yeah. has... Uh-huh. I just can't get... That's a hook. Yeah. La, la, la. All yeah. hooks. Everything. Melody. Love it. Really love the structure. And lyrically, it has a one-word chorus and is one of the biggest songs of all time mm. la 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 one word chorus and the whole world loses their shit yeah. and it's number one everywhere yeah. you know genius absolute genius it's as you say structurally really weird it's unlike anything we'll ever cover in this podcast ever and it's re- it, much much like it's kind of diagnosed to be it is hypnotic i always feel really dazed when i listen to it not that i've listened to it a lot over the years if I've wanted to listen to it, I've tended to watch it because the video is such a watcher's video because there's so many different iconic looks involved. There's so much to see. And really, the whole package of this song, it rips up the rule book. It's a contradiction of itself. It's unwieldy, but it's a stone-cold hit. It's simple, but it's complicated. And I think there's an intensity to the video that's always sucked me in, even from being like five-year-old and watching this on CD UK sort of thing. Yeah. It's always been really intense. You know, it's all very po-faced, mm-hmm. dancing like nobody's really seen before. Like it did kind of, it did kind of invent its own language in terms of dancing and and the, and the associated fashion with it. 
and this 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 is an interesting point that hit me. I, I listened to it in the shower yesterday, and um, we, we we've kind of marked down songs that have had fades in the past that fade off at the end. This one makes sense. Actually, makes the song better because it lingers in the mind. Yeah, like the obsession that it tries to you know to describe. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about this that isn't absolutely brilliant. I love that. I think you know we've got. You can tell how good it is because of the things that you can mash it up with. Yeah. So the fact that you could actually put her against New Order's Blue Monday from that Brits performance <laughs> in 2002, that goes to show you that, you know, it, some people will think it's about the bass line. Some people will think it's about the la 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 and all of that. You take all of the production away and you put it onto a completely different song and it's just as effective. Yeah. Will we have a listen to the, the Blue Monday version? Yes, please. That works so well, and you know you you don't think that it should work. So all the elements of this actually really stand up as being very very strong. It's it's like you know a a a Greek building. All of the columns are are taking the weight Mm -hmm. equally of Mm -hmm. something massive on top, and it just it just falls together perfectly. The range is interesting. I really love. Her breathy set you free. Yeah. You know, when she gets there, it's really good. For the BPM, it makes no sense, but it's groovy. And it's just kind of like really pure, really risque, and really relatable yeah. all at uh, once. You uh, know, so like 17 year old Scott and things, like everybody's, you know, when you're going through school and stuff, you, you become obsessed with people. And you're like, why am I? And you look back when you're an adult and go, why the hell was I obsessed with them? That makes absolutely no sense. But you do become slightly obsessed, and it's it it, it, it tells that story, yeah, with two really basic verses yeah. and a one word chorus. Let's talk about the video, oh. a culturally like, unbelievably significant, you know, thing. If, if Kylie's hot pants are now in a glass box, this whole video, you need to find a way to put this entire video in a glass box and preserve that somehow. I don't know how you'd do that, but yeah. it, this is museum worthy stuff. The plunging sort of thing she wears in that bit where it's all showing. Her stylist, William Baker, said it was pure, but kind of slutty at the same time. <laughs> and then in that in that Vogue video, she called it a cat suit, not a dress, because it's got legs. And she said it didn't look like much on the hanger. Yeah. Which is very, I can imagine, yeah. It wouldn't do. I remember, so this is like, if you've never seen this, this is a hooded kind of jumpsuit that Kylie wears that has got a very, very low chest. What do you call it? Like a low, I can't remember what you call that line. Plunging. A plunging. A plunging, a plunging neckline. Yes. The neckline plunges down beyond her belly button. Yeah. And this outfit just inspired the world's greatest number of conversations about boob tape. Yeah. And things changed from that. And I know that in Spinning Around, we're talking hot pants, and actually she did have quite a plunging neckline in Spinning Around. But this changed the game because mm. what we got is we got we got chest, we got belly button, and we got side legs yeah, as yeah. well. And like everything about this was just completely captivating from the moment the song starts and there's no lyrics and she's in a car it's very very difficult to do like a green screen car scene where the car isn't moving and fake drive a car one make it look sexy to make it look interesting because it can go so badly wrong but yeah. the way that it's done is so futuristic and just engaging straight away yeah. uh, we then get her in different outfits we get her in what, what I used to describe as her tennis outfit <laughs> where she looks like she's in some sort of like gym gear like it's it's more like a collared tracksuit, which is very solid and white. And some of the back and dancers actually have this. Like the girls have got white outfits on, but they've got big, massive black rings where their nipples would be, which is very much like if you've ever seen Mean Girls <laughs> and you see the bit where Regina George's vest gets cut around her boobs, yeah. and then the whole school copies. This was very much, I'm sure. Mean Girls copied Kylie Kylie's mm. music video at this point you know what I mean but then we get into the white jumpsuit we then get into like a sparkly dress with curly hair that we maybe kind of remember her for in, in Neighbours and things but probably took me about 700 watches to realise hey that red lipstick she's got on is really really glossy <laughs> but there was like 17 year old Scott was looking for side boob did it take you 699 views to realise she had a head <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah I and you know I was perverted and I, this is the thing is like I, I, I think we've said this several times before I I was a Danny Minogue guy. I was always very much Danny, yeah. bad girl. And I loved Kylie and spinning around was a jam and stuff, but a little perverted Scott would always have lent towards Danny Minogue. And I still <laughs> love Danny now and I think she's brilliant. This one really did catch my attention. And it just, it caught everybody's attention. You know, and if you didn't know it and you haven't seen the video and you're my age, we 
don't understand what you were really doing with your days. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't escape it yeah. as far as I'm aware. No. Maybe you're just not a music lover. I can remember we've talked about my friend Sarah who's like, you know, was mortified and like an anti-poker. She was really like, the poke doesn't exist. The poke doesn't exist in blue too close. <laughs> and she, I remember just loving this. And she was, she was so funny because, you know, I didn't have the music channels. So whenever I came around and she had all of the, the, the Sky channels, uh, she'd have been able to tape things. And we'd been sitting on her sofa and just out of nowhere, a song would come on and then she would just jump off her sofa. And then she just burst into like this full-blown dance routine that was completely and utterly flawless. And we're like, how do you know that? <laughs> and I can just remember watching this music video in her house and she got up and she did the, you know, so Kylie starts with like her, kind of like her arms crossed, like, hands to elbows and then like whips her arms around yeah. and then she like does these steps around in a square fashion and I can remember Sarah just getting up and doing that and looking over her shoulder and flicking and it was the funniest moment <laughs> ever because you know when you're sitting talking about oh my god we've got A-levels we need to do this we've got this test and all and let's see your homework I want to see your homework we're doing all of that and then she just jumps up and breaks into a full Kylie routine that's flawed it was hilarious it's just one of those moments between friends where you're like did you really just do that um, and I just it became, it became a thing but everybody knew this yeah like this is is this the most is this the most iconic song that we have done yeah yes yeah yes yes wow wow wow, I, wow. I had a i had a message from someone saying oh what what kylie song are you doing and they said oh is it love at first sight <laughs> no it's that it's that it, it, it's 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 the one and he goes what that is the one i'm like no and no, that's not the one. That's not the one. That's a great song, but it isn't the song. This nope. is the song. Imagine how this made me feel as a five, a five and a half year old boy when I'd see this on TV. Imagine how this made me feel. I mean, it's it, it's about as scary and intimidating as watching like Chucky the Doll, Child's Play, <laughs> like staying up too late at night and, ac- and accidentally seeing like a bit of saw. For a five-year-old, this is this is intense. It's the red visors. Yes. It's the dancing. It doesn't make any sense. It's all so serious, and there's just so much exposed skin that I hadn't seen. Yeah, actually, before. yeah. It's mm. um, yeah. This this makes me feel things weird. It's probably it, last week I said last week I said something about this is my first experience of crime. I think that was involving um millionaire. This is my first like sort of sexuality experience. I'd probably say that. How weird is that? But I think it's probably true. What's that done to you in later life? With like your view on Kylie Minogue, is she prominent in your thoughts at, not, a, at a later age? Not, no, not in that way. No, but I, I, I don't. No, J- just this moment is huge. I think that this just re-highlights this whole era of Kylie and how significant from spinning around right the way through this this Fever album. Like, what the hell just happened there? Actually, because she get like. Come Into My World has got an amazing music video and I can't wait to get to that one where the technique that they've used in that for the time was just intense where Kylie's walking around. She picks up a parcel, drops her bag and then does a circle around a crossroads and then Kylie joins herself three steps behind herself (laughs) and like feeds all of this stuff. And it's just so, so smart. And I think we're in this really interesting age with Kylie with everybody that's working with her and Kathy Dennis and Rob and all of that, like the creativity and the the aspirations and the you know the the creativeness is just off the hook with everything Kylie related at this point. Just gonna say now there's no way we're fitting nine songs in this episode. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make some cuts after this. So Kylie was number one. Now the media, the the mainstream media, will lead you to believe that there was a chart battle this week, and we'll get to the 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 loser of that chart battle later on. Not number two. Not number three because that was Alien and Farm, and their cover of Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal. This is off the album Anthology, and according to the band, they said that it came about because they used to play a few riffs of Michael Jackson songs before gigs for warm-up. Mm. I've got this down as an intro juice. Yeah. I loved Alien Ant Farm in the early stages, like yeah. proper hardcore loved this stuff. This makes me so happy. If we're saying Kylie was my first experience of like sexuality, this is my first experience of like heavy music that I really enjoyed. Oh wow. I'd hear this on the radio quite a lot. 
I think it was on an, on a now that's why I call music CD that I must have had because I did hear it a lot as a kid. I always thought it was Are You Okay, Eddie? <laughs> don't know who Eddie is. Mm-hmm. Since learned it's Annie. I think only from only from hearing Michael Jackson sing it did I learn it was Annie. I always hear Eddie, or mm-hmm. I always heard Eddie when it when 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 they did it. <laughs> I was reading about this, and there's a, there's an article on Mel magazine called "The Untold Story of Smooth Criminal." And they, I mean, you've mentioned there that they would do covers and stuff for a band that's kind of like new metal rock music. They would do covers of like "Smooth Operator" by Sade. Wow. They would do "Easy Lover" by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. And this article references the fact that Limp Bizkit did what they call a snotty cover of George Michael's "Faith," whereas this one, you know, it comes from the fact that they are Michael Jackson fans. Mm-hmm. They do. It come, it come from a loving place, yeah. And that's what I like most about this: that it just it just emanates and radiates its love of Michael Jackson. I mean, you see it in the video because there's all kind of Michael Jackson motifs and, yeah. and iconic bits of of symbolism. There's the light up squares. There's a giant gloved hand that somebody's sitting in. <laughs> it's got a monkey like bubbles. Uh-huh. There's some crotch grabs, and of course, there's the Jackson lead in the chorus when they all kind of just like slope off to one side <laughs> during the during the chorus. This is a, this is a really faithfully unfaithful cover. And I love it. I love it all, all the more for that because it is, it does stay so true to the song, but they, they've put such a spin on it that nobody would ever see coming. Yeah, I think that it's dangerous. It works. I love, if you listen very subtly, um, one of the band members sings in a really high pitched voice as the backing vocalist, and it's really, really good. Lyrically, I think it's great. I love the guitars in it. I just love this track and I love the movies as well. Um, and I actually really like stuff like this when it's done correctly now listen to this this is hailstorm and get lucky a cover of daft punk I love this is my favorite hailstorm cover i love whenever things like that are just done creatively um but this for me was like right on buying in the middle of the american pie era yeah and i i just this makes me so so happy really love it yeah i mean the, the power of it is that alien ant farm fans didn't like michael jackson and they would boo when they would say who likes michael jackson the crowd would all boo oh. then they start playing this and they'd all lose their shit and love it you know michael jackson's a controversial guy for various reasons but this track stands alone by itself as a brilliant bit of rock music yeah. that just happens to be a cover of michael jackson uh, i i love this the distorted guitar the thrashing about in the video it just takes me to a place i want to be right now and it's um, it's very special to me so Earlier, I mentioned Samantha Mumbo hosts SMTV Live. Shaggy was on it, and so was Victoria Beckham, Ooh. who was very much on the promo hunt. She wanted to get that first solo number one. She didn't get it with True Steppers. She was beaten to it by Spiller Groove Jet. Was this going to be the time that she finally got her much-deserved debut solo number one? No, because Kylie existed. Well, and also... Shaggy existed and Smooth Criminal existed and uh, Bob the Builder, I think, beer as well. Victoria Beckham with her number six... In the hugely hyped chart battle, she got number six for this track, Not Such an Innocent Girl. was the lead single from the self-titled debut album Victoria Beckham I thought I was going to completely completely hate this me too and I don't completely hate it no I feel like I think last week whenever we said about Emma Bunton that in 2001 her song would have fitted the year 2000 better I still think that with this one actually I think it was a 2000 production instead of a 2001 production a lot of change yeah, at, this, I agree. at this point yeah. vocally I like the chorus, which I can't believe I've just said because <laughs> I think I'm sucked in by the world saying Victoria Beckham can't sing. Yes. Even though I've seen her sing, you know, on loads of TV programs and I've seen her do stuff globally live where you can tell that it is live. And yet she's like, there's there's nerves and there's skill challenged. I do actually like the chorus. I don't think the verses are very lyrically gripping. No. But there definitely is a hook there. And it isn't as bad vocally as I expected it to be. I think I've been sucked in by society slating the woman yeah i think when you do when you read about this online 
there's so much of a of an energy of kind of like this is surprising she can sing and imagine being a pop star who's been in one of the most successful girl bands of all time and that's the attitude people have towards it's kind of like huh we weren't expecting you to be able to sing very well yeah that, that's 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 kind of what she's always met with but there is there is definitely a surprise tone with this because people do generally and i agree think that actually this is quite vocally competent i actually think she sounds better than jerry here I actually like her more than Jerry, and I do think it's unfortunate that she's had such a perception. I think the song, I think it's canny. I like the chorus, like you say. I like the first bit of the verses. The pre-chorus for me is where the, where the air's let out. I hate this bit. I hate that I'm not made of china, not made of glass. Yes. just it doesn't the, the pace of it doesn't fit with the song and it just feels like so not to generalize but this song was written by steve kipner he wrote olivia newton john physical which is obviously an old school bop also wrote genie in a bottle for christian aguilera has written loads of hits across the years for like natasha bedenfield kelly Rowland, camille cabello cheryl cole so you know there's a, there's a pedigree pop song there he's also an old bloke i think he's in his 50s at this point not to generalize because that could be that, that that's totally fine and you could make great things but th- that line there it swerved into 50-year-old man lyrics and it became like a Martin McCutcheon sort of thing for me yes which I don't which I never consider credible I think this this that's where the air is completely let out of the song and it's a shame and, and there's also question marks as to whether this song's appropriate for her like I wasn't as aware as I am now of stuff obviously being five-year-old but was Victoria considered an innocent girl because wouldn't this be better for an Emma Bunton or even a Billy Piper like why why Victoria what's the crack with that um Victoria's brand well so when the Spice Girls came out, it was all very much like, rawr, five really roidy girls that are badly behaved. And then what happened is because she got together so early into the Spice Girls and there was a there was a whole thing about, you know, she cannot be seen going out with somebody because that'll be the death of the Spice Girls because they need to look like they're available yeah. and they need to like, go out. if they're going to go out with somebody, it needs to be dramatic than the breakups and all of that kind of crack. And mm. she showed a very steady road very quickly into the Spice Girls at this point you know she became famous fast and bagged the most eligible bachelor in the world at that point so she ended up going from being wannabe say you'll be there all of that kind of crack to very squeaky clean Mm. all of a sudden and it it didn't really match some of the lyrics that the Spice Girls were saying because a lot of it was like very free be yourself go out get yours have some sex have some fun you tell the guys to step back and all of that kind of crack and all of a sudden she's like in a relationship with this guy Um, but yeah she did become very much squeaky clean looking and then because she had that squeaky clean look you kind of assumed that everything she'd come from had been squeaky clean but what you've got to remember is she was part of a five piece that took advantage of men sacked them and took over the world themselves yeah. you know what I mean so actually the, the route that she's come on was pretty economically hardcore you know they broke a lot of boundaries and there was yeah. nothing innocent about the way that they kind of they rose but no. I completely agree with you about that not made of china I'm not made of glass that's the bit that that's actually the lyric I hate in the song um, and I think that it would suit It's for me it suits somebody like it's because the song's the wrong pace for that lyric yeah, and actually yeah. like you know that that is if you think about it that's a lovely set of words yeah really side by side that's a lovely set of words but that for me I want Nata- Natasha Bedingfield to say that mm. not even Martin McCutcheon I want like somebody a singer songwriter yeah. that's you know is making stuff themselves an independent artist that's breaking through to be giving me those not a lot of heads around the table whipping that out. Yeah. You know, there's a higher expectation for me for that. But I am actually way more impressed by it than what I thought it was going to be. And I knew the chorus. So I always, I've, I'd never forgotten this track, but I'm happier with it than what it was. I'm pleasantly surprised. I think hats off to her. And you know, yeah, it, it kind of is a number six and it could be down to those, those what, six words. I'm not made of China. I'm not made of glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have not skipped this once yet this week. It's an unexpected jam that I quite like. But yeah, number six feels appropriate. Actually, the most expensive video of a solo Spice Girl at this point because she's green screened. And I know I've just been like earlier on, Kylie has two Kylies and come into my world. So Victoria did do that. Obviously not to the same artistic extent, but yeah. um, we do have we do have a, we have a bad Victoria with her brunette hair, a good Victoria with her blonde hair, and knowing Victoria Beckham and her passion for fashion, I have no idea how that <laughs> wig got signed off for yes. that music video. What out of all of the things she's achieved in her life with the whole 
sack you, sack you. The girls are going to be doing it in the Spice Girls. And then somebody says, here's a wig. It looks like one of the wigs that have been used on a dog in one of them dog adverts where the fans blow at the dogs and the hair whisks yeah, backwards. Yeah. What on earth I know, happened? I know. How did that conversation come about? I am mortified for her. My final note is, for someone who went on to become one of the biggest names in fashion, this video has a lot to answer for. <laughs> you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think that 20 years on should be a big name in fashion because this is pretty ropey, but... um, She is good crack, though, whenever you watch her back now. So she was my least favourite Spice Girl because I didn't get her and now I get her, I think she's bloody funny. Yeah. But uh, when you watch her back criticising the things that she wore, she is funny and she's very, very smart in the way that she portrays herself and like I said in the last time we probably did True Steppers... She's the one person in the world that has always kept people guessing for years. Nobody actually knows what she's like. Mm. And that's that's how she commands so much attention. She keeps people guessing the whole time. It's that part of the show. We've um, spoken at great length about a lot of things, so probably there'll be things we have to cut and put on TNNX next week. Um, so keep an ear out for that. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know on social media when that happens. Contenders and winner in the weeks that we've all been waiting for. Lady Marmalade, to me, is at risk. Actually, you wouldn't believe it, given how much I've put pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Roger Sanchez under pressure for me as well. You've mentioned you've mentioned can't get you out of my head too many times in the <laughs> run-up. After some, somebody suggested it, and I kind of stuck with this, and you've mentioned it too many times for it not to be a risk to Rog. I am a... I'm a program producer. I have to build suspense, Scott. I have to try and make. Uh, <laughs> I have to try and make engaging moments in radio. Um, so you're going to go first, contenders. Right. Uh, is is it is it is this going to shock us at all? Maybe I'm actually shocking myself here because there was something I thought was going to be more significant that isn't as significant as you might have thought. Right. So I'm gonna. Do, I'm just gonna go fourth place because I'm gonna have four in total. Right. So fourth place this week. I'm gonna go for Samantha Mumba. Baby, come on over. place the Rob Searle remix of Entrance Set You Free which when I listened to it I thought would be higher because that's your shocker second place Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal And clear as day, miles away, episode winner, Kylie Minogue. Can't get you out of my head. Okay, that went to... That went to form. That went to what we thought would happen. Nice to mention... I think I sort of thought this track would be in this week would be engulfed by one song and one song only yeah but actually i found that i i quite liked at least all of these songs in some way yeah even dj Ertzy, which is, is not going to get a mention really towards the end of this program now because it's you know i'd never i'd never choose as a winner but yeah Ka- kylie didn't engulf the week quite the way i thought it would actually it's been quite a spread out solid week i worried because i like i say i'm open-minded and i know when we talk tracks it can change uh, as soon so obviously i've gone through it in order that we have this week and when I got to Entrance because it was the second track I then freaked thinking oh god is this pull is this making the race with Kylie a closer race than what I thought because Mm. I thought Kylie was going to be miles 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 ahead and then the conversations changed things anyway but right yes all of the tracks Liam yes you've already said that DJ Otzi is not going to be an episode contender Mm -hmm. fill us in where are you going with this Uh, I was going to go two because you've put they're saying I'm going to go for three now because I figured, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's worth, it's worth putting in. Third place, Samantha Mumba. Baby, come on over. Second place. And it's a shame because any other week it probably would have been a winner. Oh. But not this week. Alien and Farm, Smooth Criminal. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal.
So we've gone for the same second place. We've gone for the same first place too. Kylie Minogue. How could you not? Can't get you out of my head, mm-hmm. which is very true. I can't. I, I really can't. It is hip. It is. I'm, I'm under its spell. I really am this week. I want to now go and watch all of Kylie's performances of it. Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. the Brits one mm-hmm. because I've done that as part of my prep. But I do feel like I want to watch every single time she's ever really performed that live. And actually, last year at Christmas was it Christmas night? Whenever I'd gone, so me and my wife had gone to the Lake District for her 40th birthday. Her birthday's on Christmas Day, and we went and we had what would have been like a nine-month-year-old, a nine-month-old baby at the time. So our evenings were right. Let's get him to bed at six o'clock, and we'll have to sit and watch the TV quietly in our hotel room. So there wasn't like there was excitement on some nights, but some nights were a bit more chill. Mm. And there was like the a Kylie, like an audience with Kylie or something on. And honestly, we went through our hits, and the whole thing was just brilliant. Yeah. And I understand why Glasgow, even though she didn't headline, everything was about. Kylie, yeah. you know what I mean? We're in dangerous territory now and mm. scary territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it, the, the moment's here. Do you, do you want to go first this week or do, do I want to build suspense even more and let me go first? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, <laughs> No, no, it, no, 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 no. Let's 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 stick to form and let's stick to how how they are. Scott, you've got Lady Marmalade, Christina Aguilera, Lil Kim, Maya, Pink, against Kylie Minogue. Can't get you out of my head. I I thought I knew what was going to happen, but I really don't know anymore. Let's find out with a drone. You've got to remember that that Lady Marmalade track is for of the biggest people in the world, right? And from the powerhouse, it is known as America. So, you know, that is a big, big deal. And can one person, Kathy Dennis, Rob Davies, a choreographer and a video director, be bigger than that track whenever you look at what that's kind of done? The answer is yes. Kylie Minogue is my new series winner. <laughs> yes! <laughs> thank oh, God. That. I didn't know where it was going to go. Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I'm when now you, worried I'm going to be sick of this song in like the three, three years' time whenever I consider to knock it off. You know what I mean? Well, if there's one thing oh. we know, is that it won't be out of your head because you can't. No, no, absolutely just, you not. can't. No, you can't. And you're always a question mark here because sometimes you sneakily give things extra nods whenever you know I've given them the nod. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's a, there's. Now that I've said those words, actually, maybe you should have gone first. Now that I've said those <laughs> words, you might have a, a, a more of a dilemma yeah. with knocking off Roger for Kylie. Right, Roger Sanchez, another chance versus Kylie Minogue. Can't get you out of my head for Liam this week. Here's your drone. I always kind of thought that I, I, I like it and I really like it, but is it a series winner for me? And actually, this week it's taken over my life. I've listened to it everywhere, all the time, mm. loving it. I think it's pop perfection. I do think it is pop perfection. And and certainly, if we're going off your metric of pop songs and not kind of like alternative dance songs, which Roger Sanchez is, then I guess Kylie is the winner. She's probably the winner of the entire series. Like she, she, she I'm sure at the end of the ten years she will be the best song, and we and 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 we'll make a mistake at some point that derails us off that. You know, you'll make a mistake at some point and you'll change. <laughs> unless this is now you for the next eight years uh-huh. which I think it, it probably could and should be but is it my winner and I really really am in two minds about this I do think Roger Sanchez is one of the best songs of the decade is it the best I wonder what has more lyrics actually <laughs> that's a good that's, that's a really good point actually yeah mm-hmm. hmm. Roger might have more lyrics yeah god actually yeah you might be right he didn't write any of them though no he didn't know none of them none of them are his but what he does with them is really special I'm gonna regret this I'm gonna regret this, but I'm sticking with Roger Sanchez. <gasps> no. Oh. The prospect of us both having Kylie was kind of tantalising, and I do still think it is the the best pop song we've done so far. But I think I like Roger more. Right, <laughs> Roger more. <laughs> uh, come, and I, I know this isn't how the show works, but come back to me in a week. I, I, it won't, it won't be. I won't, I won't say next week I've changed my mind or whatever. I'll just, I'll let you know where I'm, where I'm at, where I'm feeling. But right. I think I'm, I'm going to stick with Roger. Okay, 
Okay. Shit. I don't feel. Right. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about it in the slightest. No, and I. I think that this. I think this is the biggest head fry that we've ever had. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I do think. Is this? Is this a bigger head fry than sure than Pure Shores? Um. What, what did that change? What did that change from Pure Shores to? Oh, something pants. I don't know. Yeah. Something not Pure Shores. Um. Was it Craig David? I think it might have been Seven Days. Is this anyway. better than Pure Shores? Can't get it in my head. Yes. Right. Okay. I think yes, it is. Yeah. And uh-huh. that validates the head fry yeah. of the whole situation yeah. that makes sense okay yeah we we need to ask you in a week definitely if you think this is better than pure shores is roger sanchez better than pure shores <laughs> we're not coming back there shut up <laughs> no no i'm just i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to do the mind the mind logic of, of connecting the dots i'm gonna have to just stick with it now because i've said it are you sure yeah well no i, I i've locked it in now so that i, I could I, even if I, if it, even if i was unsure it wouldn't matter um yeah. Okay. It's funny that I've been building this up so much for you. I know. But actually, it's, it's really rotted my insides today. And you were the one that spotted it first, or somebody spotted it, and it was one that you pointed out as being potentially a big deal. And I have seen it as I've gone through spreadsheets, but like I said, there's the blur there. Do you know what I think we need to do, actually, right? We need to take maybe 15 seconds, because what we do is we you've done the, the mud thing for Rob Davies. We forget that as much as Kathy Dennis is like one of the best songwriters, she was a pop star, and she had oh, this course, banger. Yeah. This is Kath, Kathy Dennis and Touch Me. I love that. I think that's banging. And I love... Did, was it Angel... Did Angel City do that? In the, the noughties? We'll probably get to Angel City at some point. Mm. But yeah. So Kathy, We love Kathy there. That, yeah. Maybe that's... Maybe that's changed our train of thought a little bit. Well, let, let, right, let's move on so that you can like cleanse yeah. because I'm worried that... I'm worried you're going to have a, a, an internal demon yeah. overshadow your head all day. Let's get to last week's listener's choice poll because uh, Reagan Vincenzo got in touch on Saturday when it just got started saying, oh, how is Starlight winning over too close? Both the Starlight song and music video make me feel uncomfortable. Shudder. Ah, ah, Reagan and the same. Uh, Blue's Too Close is an undeniable jam. Shout out to Take My Breath Away though, Emma Button. Uh, Verses and the Bridge are the best part for me. So this is how the poll went down. Louise was on zero for a lot of, lot of the week to be honest oh. and then she kind of crept in and got 12% next I did think Emma would win because of the Spice Girls fans that we've got on our page Mel C fans got a lot of those she was second bottom 16% the big battle was between Blue and Superman Lovers mm. and as Reagan said Starlight was winning and indeed it did win in the end 38% to Blue's 34 I am not the biggest fan of Starlight, and this makes me even less of a fan because they beat Blue, which is unjust in my opinion. <laughs> it was very close. I actually thought because the traction we got across the week before was Louise's fans mm, uh, going mental, yeah. including a nod from Louise Redknapp herself yes, on socials. Yeah. I thought that Louise was actually going to take it, and neither of Blue or two Blue or the Superman lovers were going to steal it that week. So just whenever I think I'm getting the hand of these polls or hang <laughs> of these polls, things start to change a little bit. Yeah. Confusion in the Gert household. We want to hear from you, please. We love having emails and voice notes from you. You can get us at TNNPod on Facebook. You can get us on Instagram and Twitter as well as at TNNPod. And you can email us. Remember this one. We've changed it. It's new. It's posh. Hello at TNNPod.co.uk. Voice notes, emails, say some words, share the loves. We love you. And also, in the spirit of Kylie's can't get you out of my head, we're looking for your ultimate earworms. Ooh, is there an earworm? more than the song that's literally about getting things stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. I don't... Well, I, I'm, I'm curious to find out if there is. So, a lot to digest there. There will be a TNNX next Monday, I think, because there's stuff we'll have to cut from this because Kylie has just engulfed our brains. <laughs> but next week, we will prepare to say farewell to Steps as the end of their final months, but we'll say hello to Liberty Ooh. before they were legally obligated to add their X. Do you remember whenever Little Mix were Rhythmics as well? I know. Plus, we've got some new metal from Sum 41, a novelty hit about Sven Gorn Erickson and something familiar from City High. Elton John in the mix there as well and prepare your neck muscles to bop your head to a massive Mary J. Blige track. Oh, Scott, you're an, this isn't good news for you because your neck is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> my neck, my back. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> 